0: I'm not messing with you, but that, that is actually what happens. I have an app on my phone that um, detects unknown numbers and random calls from, like, other states, and it will automatically, like, give, like, an algorithm of whatever kind of comedic stuff, or um, it'll have, like, random people. Like, I, I can have Hillary Clinton talk to someone or, you know, some ridiculous... I can have, like, George Carlin on the phone with somebody and that's what it does like if some like random what's, scammer from like india is trying to call me it'll like it'll set it up just to waste their time and then and i'm sorry i'm not trying to mess with you or do anything i know it's probably super confusing on your end but what's that's the what it what's is. the it's name of the robo app. killer
1: robo killer oh it's my gosh bro-
0: yeah. Robo killer. It's like $12, 12 or $30 or something a year. And, uh, it just, it gets rid of all that BS. And I've had, my life's been a lot better cause I haven't gotten any real BS calls in a while, but it sucks for when I need to talk to people like you, you know? Um, so I just need to fix that. Is there an official number that you use that I could always just accept it so it doesn't have to go through that? <laughs>
1: no there is not an official number that i use i, I to do this particular okay. call that's why i asked if you had discord or skype because those are re-
0: oh okay well i'm gonna have to do that then for yeah sure.
1: yeah yeah but i'm talking to you yeah. on your phone so it's fine um because i okay. find i find for some people they just want you know they don't they're not tech savvy and so they just want to do it easily right yeah. so <laughs> this is the easiest way to do yeah, that yeah it's me how you been man
0: yeah Good, good. Is, uh, it, well, hang on. Before we go on, it was it said I got a call from Oceanside, California.
1: Yeah, I'm not from there.
0: In Google Hangouts. No, I know, I know. Uh, it's in Google Hangouts, but is that where like it beams off um, where you're trying to call from? Is that how that's working?
1: It's that or a terrible coincidence.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> so you're definitely not in California right now. I'm not. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, man, I've, uh, I've been doing good. I just got back. I was in Wisconsin. My family has a cottage up there. So I was there with my girlfriend. It was just us two. We kind of went up there for the weekend, just had a relaxing time, grilled some steaks and, uh, just relaxed. It's like right off, right by the Wisconsin Dells. If you've ever heard of it.
1: I have not, but it sounds like you're living the dream. Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'm a very lucky man. I can't can't really complain right now.
1: What did you think about the, that tweet that I sent you?
0: Oh, my God, dude.
1: That was, yeah, a, pre- that was a pretty was, cool guy, right? I'm
0: not, I'm not on Twitter, so I was shocked when you sent me that. And the fact that that's still... Is that video still up? I didn't know you could send... Okay, so here's the thing. Knives Monroe... Sent me a vid. Can I say it?
1: Of course. On here.
0: Yeah. Okay. So Knives Monroe sent me a video of a guy <laughs> shitting out his own testicles and it, both of them too. He, he. I don't know how he did it. Well, I, I have an idea, but yeah. This, the video starts off with him coming into frame, completely naked, ass to the camera lens, and just shits him out. And it's in like a slow mo approach so <laughs> just ridiculous dude
1: yeah that was my ridiculous. that was my response to the dick pics that you were sending me what yeah did send you no you me I? of the of the super well-endowed uh black gentleman and his oh, who yeah. hangs massive dong <laughs> you must have sent yeah, me like dude, you must have sent guy, me like three it, or four it, of those
0: yeah, yeah, oh my he's going he's trending. I don't know when he was trending, but I I know he died, but he was doing like porn or something to like support his family and I, I don't know, he's just a, a big I think they call him Big Mike, but whatever. There's just so many memes about this guy and it's the most it's the funniest thing going around right now in my mind.
1: <laughs> That's why I thought you would appreciate that tweet. I yeah fi- I no, figured. I, I figured it was I, when right was up that your alley. one
0: made was that brand new i don't know the guy shitting his balls out I'm oh not sure. my god i was not you when you sent it to me you who should did, have just sent me without any description i would have been yeah. shocked but
1: who did you send it to crazy <laughs> a bunch of my friends That's what no I
0: no question but they but when i send that stuff everybody expects me to send that so they already know going in like if it was I was like, hey, Dad, send this out to some people. They'd be shocked. But, you know, when I send that stuff, people are like, oh, I'm not, I'm expecting it. But I'm surprised Twitter is, is Twitter able to, is that video not banned yet?
1: Yeah, all things. If you go. put that
0: on YouTube, it'd be done.
1: For sure. On Twitter, it's no holds barred.
0: Oh, my God.
1: That's right. <laughs> I didn't
0: know. Well, that's, that's interesting yeah i'm not a, big on twitter but so you could just send nudes stuff, like so there's porn on there and nobody says right. a thing that's right wow
1: that's Twitter. That's crazy i
0: heard that on joe rogan that there's no that you could do all that like porn stars could have their links to their websites and stuff and just all this weird dark web stuff doesn't really get banned on there
1: oh wow that's i didn't know that that's crazy
0: yeah, I don't know. I, I, there's a whole Joe Rogan episode the uh, CEO of Twitter was on with him a couple times.
1: Yeah, Jack about, Dorsey. About, like,
0: privacy and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, man. Oh, I have a, uh, before we go any further, I have a list of questions that I wanted to ask you. But if you want to talk about something else.
1: Well, you, wait a second. Uh, you 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 have a list of questions you want to ask me?
0: Yeah. Yeah, what? I wanna no I wanna become the interviewer. No one's ever no
1: one's ever done that on the 100 plus episodes of this podcast. So I'm honored. I I, I would I'll do my Damn. best to answer these questions to the best yeah, of my ability. Some of
0: them are a little little tacky, a little little cliche, but okay. um, others are interesting. But I, I just wow. came up a, with a list of them. I didn't Google them; they just popped into my head. I'm like, wow. I kind of want to know.
1: Well, lay 'em on What's me. I'm, I'm in. Um, I'm, in. Yeah. I'm in. Let's do it. Okay.
0: All right. Let me let me look right here. Uh, Wisconsin list? No. Oh, questions to ask knives. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Number one. Describe success. Some of them are questions. Some of them are like, just tell me what you think. Uh, number one. Describe success in one word.
1: That's a good question. Describe success in one word. Yes. Hmm. One word, man. Not even like a sentence. One (laughs) word, success. (laughs) Okay, Um, we'll we'll
0: be flexible here. Do a sentence. Okay. Describe success in. But I still, I,
1: I, I, I like a good challenge. In one word, I'll say peace. You know. If you can achieve peace, mm-hmm. peace of mind, peace in your life, um, there's like a there's a resolution in peace. You've done the work to earn it, right? You you do the work every day to keep it. Um, success to me is is that um, in one word. Uh, but if I had to kind of put put more bars on it, um, I would say my if my kids thought that I did a good job in protecting and raising them and loving them and educating them that's the ultimate success if uh this is going to sound corny as hell yeah but if i die and get to the gates and, and god was like hey i liked your stuff down there good stuff that's a success you know if i could make the old man proud that'd be really cool you know mm-hmm. you you stumped me out the gate with yeah, the first amen. question brother
0: yeah <laughs> i know i thought about it. i was like describe and then i'm like what is this one word that was it's a good one. You should ask your other you should ask your guests for that from now on.
1: I'm writing but all these down. Yeah, okay. All right, you ready for the next one? I
0: really like your description on that. Thank you, sir. Um okay, number 2. What's the strangest thing that has ever happened to you?
1: Oh, man, these are the best questions ever. The strangest <laughs> thing that has ever happened to me. The strangest thing. Um, I know it's kind I, I of vague. I have an actual, the strangest thing that ever happened. I will say that it may or may not be illegal, so I won't say it on the podcast. I'll tell you off mic one day. <laughs> um, but I, okay. will, I will tell you something that was kind of strange that happened. I was working last year. I'm on one of my last um, travel dates. I'm in North Carolina in the smallest... Um, airport that I've ever been in. Like, I think only two planes fly out of there. And so I get there very early, I never do this. I go to the bar, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do drugs, I got drug free tattooed on my knuckles. I just, you know, I've, I've tried it, it's not really for me. I go to the bar, I sit down, I got like an hour to wait. I don't like waiting, so I ask the bartender, hey, uh, pour me a shot of this whiskey thing. I don't know what to call it, right? I've never done this before. And the lady bartender's like, sure thing, guy. She pours me a shot. She gives me the shot. And I tell her right before I take the shot, this is the first time I've ever done this. I've never gone up to a bar and have ordered a shot before and let alone do that at an airport. And this is just not really my style. I've never done this before. So I told her, cheers, because this is my first time. She takes the shot glass from me, pours the whiskey back into the bottle and says, nope, it's not gonna happen here. She didn't let me take my first shot. she didn't let me drink. she was like, you shouldn't you shouldn't drink And I was like, what kind of bartender does that what in the in <laughs> yeah, the North Carolina fuck like is this how does that happen? Are you kidding me I sh- if I knew you're gonna take this away and stop me from being a Mayan, I wouldn't have told you in the first place, and there was other people there, and they couldn't believe it, and it was nuts. And I would say that's the most recently strange thing that's that's happened to me. That was like that was some knives Monroe shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've heard I've heard some of your weird stories of the past, and that that's that's up there, man. That is definitely up there. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. Oh man, okay, nice, man. You ready for number three?
1: Oh yeah, how many are there?
0: uh oh shit 11 let's do them all okay
1: i'm having right. the time of my life
0: um, some of them are easy some of them are simple some of them are more like what these ones were um let's see number three what's the craziest stunt you've ever performed
1: hmm let's see i will say it's. i know you
0: a, have a wrestling background yeah, too but. i do
1: I do. Let's see. I've been um choke slammed on barbed wire. I've been choke slammed through tables and thumbtacks and I don't know if we ever fucked with fire. I don't think I ever did. Um but I would say the gnarliest Damn, thing dude. was uh, I did a a, a Mexican street fight, Mexican street fight with my buddy Surge. We did this one angle my senior year where kind of like Kill Bill. I had a kill list and I wrote down a list of five guys and I, I told myself uh, I would not have an opportunity at the title unless I beat these five guys. And like number one on my list was my buddy Serge. And uh, it was like a Mexican street fight. And the finit, man, I gotta say like, I, I, I didn't really blade a lot. Okay, that's not true. I didn't blade a whole lot like Dusty style, but I maybe gigged four or five times in my entire career. And this was one match where I bladed really deep and I lost a lot of blood and uh, the spot was my friend wow. Sir, i don't know if you know edge's finisher it's kind of like a ddt it's called the execution and and my my buddy like me had my arm up over his neck like a suplex and ddted me on a chair uh, that that was sitting up like this you know the standing chair Ooh. and uh, and i just remember both my legs were off the ground i couldn't cover i couldn't like put my hands in the way because of the suplex position which is not the way you ddt someone and uh, it was just yeah. it was just head on chair very very painful but you know if this was any other sport it would be done right there but this is backyard wrestling and so I knew that I had a spot that I wanted to do off my mom's house and so I get a ladder I'm bleeding I put my friend on a chair (laughs) and uh, I put him on this is the craziest stunt to answer your question I ever did I put him on a table I climb up the ladder this is my first guy off my list and I jump off my mom's house, which was scary, man, cause you're up there, it feels high. And I jumped off and I, yeah. I, I, Randy savaged, elbowed him through a table, pinned him one, two, three. And then I'm like, woo, I'm a legend. I can't believe I did this. And my friend was like, oh yeah, the camera, the memory card corrupted. We didn't get that on camera. That fucking hurt.
0: Oh. Oh my god that hurt more Damn, than than dude. the match
1: itself was the fact and <laughs> and i was like man fuck you guys like i i just did something i would have never do again and it's not on camera that would have hurt but yeah the craziest stunt oh i guess i ever did
0: dude i was just about to ask you if that was on youtube
1: Fuck. i know i wish i fucking uh, wish. you know what
0: yep it's just tough so, hey, but at least you got it. I mean, you, you you had others. How many people were watching it? Did you have like an audience like you did with your brother?
1: Um, that's funny. That was like you never like had an audience where you would invite people. People just showed up because it's like it's hood shit, you know. And so if you make enough noise, people <laughs> walk out and they're like, what's going on here? And they kind of got the idea that it's sort of not a scary fight oh, like okay. we've we've had the cops caught on us a few times where i mean that's why you shouldn't wrestle on someone else's property but um when it was at my mom's house like no I, you know by and large neighbors knew if they were mowing their lawn they stopped and they went back inside and they're like nope we don't want to watch this we don't want to see this and so the the audience was like my fellow friends that were there so maybe like 10 people not a whole lot yeah nice good question bro what
0: a what a situation man yeah I've always, i always, I used to do that a little back in the day. I think I have some old DV tapes of that of wrestling, but no, nothing like what to the level of what you were doing. You know, we were just doing kids stuff. What
1: did you wrestle? No bleeding on? or anything.
0: Just the grass.
1: Yeah, we, uh, there you go. My
0: sister had a few mats when she was doing gymnastics as a kid. You know, so we just had a few like gymnastics mats, and then my dad had some like really cheap crappy aluminum ladder like a uh, six foot mm-hmm. and we would like jump off of that and practice like frog splashes onto the mats and yep. stuff with each other but oh yeah you know we we'd take like a um a dog cage and throw it on each other like nothing like of of like chairs we never like did steel chairs we were too scared about that but you <laughs> know i never took it that serious but it you know, there was there was a few bumps we we took, you know, off the ladder. We never got, you know, because you didn't have like tables as a kid. What what did, what did you use for tables when you were wrestling? What was the table you went through when you said the memory card didn't go through? Right.
1: So I think for that particular match, we used like a picnic table, like a like a, those plastic ones that okay. like the legs can break. So it shattered like glass. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. But w- whenever we put someone through Damn. a table, it was really like. Like, uh, a two by, like a two by four, like this flat wood piece, spare wood. Like I live, my mom lived next to this factory. And so we would always go to the dumpster. This sounds so ratchet when you say it now, but we would go to this dumpster and we would take like a pallet, you know, we would just take stuff. And uh, for all I know, there was like nails sticking out and there was some accidents. So people did get kind of fucked up, but uh, never like an actual cool table, right? Um, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, wrestling on the ground is the only way to do it if you're wrestling on a trampoline or you got mats you're you're chicken
0: <laughs> yeah i i agree man i was we, we were chicken but we couldn't help it It was like what around the two nineteen ninety 1999 2000 era so yes, i was around like nine or ten it was like the most impressionable time but yep. once once jackass kind of started picking up some steam i i gravitated more towards that stuff than uh
1: same here in the wrestling same here. You know, oh, yeah.
0: the crazy, stupid shit. Hey, let's jump into a thorn bush. You know?
1: Good times. Let's, I have no regrets.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn, dude. So do you, uh, number four, are you ready? Yes, sir. Okay. I don't remember all these questions, so if I the wording is wrong, forgive me. Uh, if you were blindfolded and didn't know what gender or race, uh, wait, hang on. If you,
1: I like where this is going. Oh,
0: if, you were, if you were blindfolded and didn't know what gender or race or how or how long should a first handshake be or how strong should – if you were blindfolded and didn't know what gender or race, how strong should a first handshake be with that person? Would you assume it's a girl right away or a guy? What, I don't know. How would you go into that? I would,
1: I would assume it's a Korean female. <laughs> yeah. And shake it okay. very tenderly, probably with two hands, where my left hand is over that person's the back of their hand. You know, like like the kind of like the grandma handshake.
0: Interesting. That's okay. What it,
1: that's what it would be. Yes. So sir.
0: you go in with 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 uh tenderness, a gentle nature.
1: Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: What whatever who, to whoever it is. Okay.
1: Like yeah, exactly. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that about myself either yeah. until now.
0: Damn, <laughs> small Korean woman. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that is good. Always going with a gentle approach. You don't always have to be aggressive.
1: What would you do? Would yours? Would yours okay. be super aggressive?
0: You know, I don't know. I've always because it's interesting because I've always been taught, you know. When you meet somebody, you 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 do a firm handshake and you look, you look them in the eye. But if I was blindfolded and I didn't hear that person or know who the hell I was going to handshake, it would, I don't know, I would, it would go everything against I was taught. So Mm -hmm. I'd probably gravitate to to a lesser uh, firm handshake, but just enough to like let that person know I'm there. But
1: yeah. Mm -hmm. Those are I didn't really... even
0: think about it myself. I was just thinking about how would you answer it.
1: <laughs> Those are really good questions, my yeah. guy. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. All right, number five. Uh, let's see. I saw. Oh, I saw Midsummer because you talked about it, and I had to see it. So um, I remember you talking about how unsettling it was. How do you feel about Midsummer in a short summary?
1: I put it in the category of movies I will never go back to. Um, I was on a podcast recently. The podcast is from Austin. Those guys are called Have You Seen This One? That's the name of the podcast. And so I had to rewatch it for that podcast. But, like, I, I don't – it's not a movie I, w- I want to revisit. Like, I thought – I have a buddy who, who who, legit, no irony, thinks that movie is a comedy he looks at it like the Wizard of Oz like it's funny to him or something um, for me it was like traumatic I thought it was a uh, nihilism porn you know um, it kind of just repeated this like humans are shit, humans are evil, give humans power this is what they do with power and boredom like it was very nihilistic I thought, fatalistic um, what did you think? Yeah. I'm more curious about what you thought
0: Um. well I was definitely intoxicated when i watched it because i knew like if you are are saying it's messed up then i know for sure it's like i i'm like if it's that much of a train wreck it's one of those where you got to see it like hostile or like saw you just kind of see it for because you know what you're going into but Mm. i knew going in that it was a a cult-like movie but when as it just went on it was just It was mentally damaging, like emotionally damaging and extremely traumatic. If you've never or if you have known someone who's committed suicide, like the movie starts off right away with a suicide angle. And it's just it just sets it sets you off for for complete like like if you have bad anxiety you i I don't even think you can make it through five minutes of that movie Mm -hmm. it's just like the whole movie is complete anxiety and my my girlfriend nicole she doesn't even like she can't even handle going in a haunted house and Mm -hmm. like you know goosebumps scares her you know so i told her don't watch this it's not something that you're gonna you know you're gonna like but i yeah i was i was completely fucked up by that movie and i don't ever care to go back there again because it's just it's just like it's pure hell like there's no there's no darkness there's no mm-hmm. um, i mean there's some gore but like it's just complete um exhaustion from from watching it you just get beat down
1: from the minute you see it that's the way i felt for sure man that was a hard one
0: Yeah, definitely not. I just want to have a disclaimer out there. If you have suffered from that, and I know you, Knives, have have gone through some really uh, traumatic experiences in your life, and I'm sorry you had to go through that movie. And anyone else who has had um, thoughts about suicide or um, extreme um, depression in their life, I really don't recommend that you watch this movie just because we're making a big thing about it so just wanted to throw that one out there
1: you said it better than you know? me. yeah
0: it's it's a dangerous movie and and a younger generation that might see that could i don't know like how much how much more messed up of a movie do you want to see than that that's what i want like if I don't know. It's it's what what did you say? It's like uh, not horror porn, but it's like it's not gore porn, but it's Nihil, what is it? Nihilism. The word I'm looking for. People. Nihilism. Nihilism porn. Yeah. What, what is it?
1: Nihilism.
0: Okay. What is nihilism exactly?
1: Let me look it up because I think it'll be better okay. that way. Nihilism is the rejection, what? the rejection of all religious and moral principles, <laughs> comma and the belief that life is meaningless right um it, you know for me like the movie was yeah okay all religions like have their weird quirks and are to ain't to like alien eyes C- catholicism or christianity or mormonism or what have you western religions like would pe- would appear just as weird as this religion right this one kind of just felt like um it it didn't i don't really like there was no um light on the other side you know there was no heaven like all is love like it really just felt like rapey and tortury and like these people are bored so bring us bring us some young blood some fresh meat for us to fucking literally just devour these people like that to me was just kind of like oh and there's no rhyme or reason I know there's tons of symbolism and allegory and meaning like in, in the movie. And, and and I appreciate that. Like, Mm -hmm. obviously it's a well-made movie, but it just felt like to take away and subtract more than it, it kind of added to life for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It it definitely uh, made you feel like you were trapped in a prison in your own soul. Like it, while you were watching the movie you you felt everything that those characters were feeling I, did you feel that way too
1: i did yeah in or the beginning no, or
0: did you have your own approach to it
1: uh, no I, I honestly was in love with the the female lead character just cuz i so wanted her to just have a hug and be safe and be okay and grieve but you know in a, in a in a strange way one I thing that the movie true. one thing that the movie suggests is a human being in that grief process will find a way to process. We'll find a way to grieve um, one way or the other. Like the human, I said this in my review, the human spirit is so malleable like clay. You can shape it into whatever. You can even put this batshit religion in there and people will find a way to cope. Like that was like a very just dark message. I thought it was dark. It wasn't one of those horror movies that was like "boo" or "gotcha" or a demon or something. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was like more like, "now humans are fucked up."
0: Yeah, there's so many things were were confusing about that movie. Like how, like at a certain age, you have to you have to succumb to whatever they want you to do, or you know, jump off a cliff. You, so you don't have to be taken care of. Like they didn't believe in nursing homes, you know, like Mm -hmm. like why why wouldn't they put just put these old people in a nursing home? No, they have to just die the way, you know, while they're still able to move properly. And I was confused because how do you even make it the way the characters were treated in the movie was weird because you how how did old people get to be that age in that cult?
1: Right. I know.
0: Before you know, because every decade, it's like you reach a different um um responsibility in the cult. Mm-hmm. But how do you? It doesn't seem like you would. It'd be even possible to make it to the age of seventy in a cult like that, you know. So that's yeah. what the movie didn't explain that I didn't get. But I mean, that that was the least of <laughs> of my worries mm-hmm. when you take into factor what happened. But all right, enough with that movie. I don't want to give that movie any more credit but i i will say it was well shot but mm-hmm. it totally was a was a mind fuck of
1: totally a movie. totally
0: more so than the blair witch
1: yep i agree
0: but all right what am i oh okay all right you ready for number five i'm ready sir or, or number number six
1: number six all right uh pick your i know we
0: talked about this before but pick your three favorite wrestlers of all time Good. You got them?
1: Mm-hmm. You want all me right. to tell you what they are?
0: Now, you have to... Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Pick your three favorite wrestlers right now.
1: Oh, you want me to tell you who my three favorite wrestlers of all time are?
0: Yeah, yeah. Just pick okay. those, and then I have another one.
1: Okay, okay. Another um, thing to add on to that. Okay. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, um, for sure, I'm going to say, fuck... I'm going to say I'm going to say Stone Cold Steve Austin, so basic and um I will say Cactus Jack number
0: 3. Okay. So now you got to kill one, fuck one or marry Ooh. one.
1: Okay, kill. What are your picks? Kill Cactus Jack fuck Eddie Guerrero, <laughs> Mary Stone Cold Steve Austin. All righty. Yeah. Can you believe that? <laughs> Fair enough. I think, man, that was easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That was, uh, I tried to
0: make it a little more lighthearted than all these deep questions. Yeah, all right. So like number, it. number seven, if you had to travel to one country to take your uh, girlfriend and kids, wife and kids, whatever, um, for the rest of your days, where would it be and why
1: new zealand um and why um the answer to why is because i think that's a beautiful place to die okay that's the real that's the real answer you know um new
0: zealand new
1: zealand there's there's everything that's there all you get all four seasons because i'm from texas right we only got the one season and um my family's never seen mountains they've never fucking seen mountains you know let alone rivers and all the green and just like it looks so beautiful you know at the filmmaker side of me yeah, could make all the movies that i want down there the community seems beautiful the the government down there seems you know competent and beautiful they speak english right um and it would be a wonderful place to be buried there. It's like the furthest place from South Texas I can think of. Yeah,
0: I was also told there's no mosquitoes there. I believe. No there's way.
1: Something. I think I heard that there. too. I don't know.
0: That's what I heard. That like it doesn't exist there. I, I you have to fact check that one, but I heard something about that. Is but am I wrong or is it like amazing. ants or I, something? That's one of my bucket list places to live.
1: Yeah. Say, I mean,
0: not live. That's one of my bucket yeah. list. To go uh, and visit, from all the hype with uh, Lord of the Rings of being filmed there, and all these other um, epic things that have happened in that country. Yeah. So a good pick, good Thank solid you. pick. It seems like you already know, like that.
1: Yeah. You know, or I'm really like good at kind of thought about it. I'm really good at just being full of shit. It's one of those. <laughs>
0: yeah. Either <laughs> or. Um, all right, number number eight. You ready? I'm ready, sir. Okay. What is one major goal outside of the entertainment business that you have for yourself?
1: Wow. Um, oof, outside the entertainment business, um, I guess to be, I guess to be, um, to be fit, right? To be thin, attractive. To be hot. To be the the the, the most fully realized version of myself. Like, I honestly feel like I can't accomplish the goals in my career in entertainment um, before I get my body right and my brain right. Like I want I want more discipline in my life. Like I sit down at my desk and I work too much, you know, and I eat like shit. Like I'm not disciplined enough. I wanna be one of those like daily 365 guys who is getting after it all the time, who's ready at any given moment for shit to go down. and. I know we kind of romanticize that level of masculinity, but for me, like I, I, want my brain and body to be there because I feel like my relationships will prosper, my health will prosper, my, I'll get my money right, you know, like that, that kind of stuff. For me, it trickles down. It starts with your physiology. That's what I believe. Yes, sir.
0: Okay. Um. It said, if I attempted to annoy you in person for as long as you can stand. How long you last for knowing me and all the videos that you've seen of me?
1: If you attempted so to annoy me, is that the question? How long could I take it for? Yeah, it? Like
0: in person. <laughs> like, say we hung out for the first time or, like, I, you know, we were doing some business together for, like, a week. Yeah. And I just, how long, if I was doing my Nutty Batuski stuff, how long would it take for you to, like, all right, man, I'm ready to go. <laughs> I'm ready to be done with this.
1: Um, I think I could take it forever.
0: Mm. All right. Yeah.
1: Put you up to the challenge, then. As long as you're not like hurting yourself or hurting other people, I would. I wouldn't have anything. I would. Why would I stop you?
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just wrote that one down. You're breaking. You're You're breaking up
1: there, bud. You're breaking up there. Maybe. Uh, you got like a good connection and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, I got uh oh, it's a two bars. How do I sound right now?
1: It's just coming in and out a little bit.
0: Okay. Maybe I should I'll walk around. It's about right here. Yeah,
1: that's perfect, man. Yeah, okay.
0: All right. So number number ten. I only have two more. All right, number ten. What feels better? A good ump or a good piece?
1: A good shit, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Like,
0: like, I don't know, you said you don't drink beer that much, but, I mean, if you ever had a lot of water, soda, or whatever, like, like you're at a party and you just forget, like, that you actually had to go, and it's that, like, oh, I don't know. It's a tough one for me. I thought about it.
1: I thought about it like on both extremes, like you said, like I have been in that situation where I need to pee so bad, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die. I pee and it feels fucking good. Do not get me wrong, it feels good, but I've also been on the flip side where I really have to shit, I'm gonna die, and then skadoosh, and oh my God, it's, uh, it's orgasmic. In that moment, in that moment, not only are we infinite, not only are we infinite, but in that moment like, I'm like, this feels good. Like you're, I'm hitting my G-spot or something. I'm like, it's all good. Get it out. It's like exorcism. Get it all out, buddy. Uh, I ain't afraid. I, know, I ain't afraid. Crazy. I'm comfortable with myself, man. I can tell you. So butt stuff all the way, my guy.
0: <laughs> oh, I know. You know all about butt stuff, man. You guys show me videos of guys shitting their balls out of their ass. So, but don't you kind of feel you know, like if you're in
1: that rocking chair and you're 85 years old and you're like, I've seen it all. And if someone were to say, have you ever seen a man shit out his own balls that he shoved up his ass? You would say, wait a second. No, I've never seen that. I've seen a lot of shit, but I've never seen that. Wouldn't it be a shame? Wouldn't you have died in vain if you didn't see that and, and scratch that off your list? Your thank you, Dave.
0: In, in person or video?
1: I mean I'd rather take the video. I don't wanna see it in person, but that's just me. <laughs> the
0: smells or whatever could come out of that. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> but okay. I'm yeah, more of an in person kinda of, kinda of guy. So, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: um yeah, but I would I would be something that if I died and I ever saw it, I don't think I would regret that. I regret a lot of other things I like. But yeah. Great conversation, nice. guys. <laughs>
1: That's what I'm here for
0: that's
1: uh, <laughs> why they pay me the uh, okay, big bucks All
0: right, number eleven, the last one that I wrote down um what Doctor Phil's full name?
1: Could you say that again you I'm sorry, you're breaking up
0: Oh sorry, what is Dr. Phil's full name?
1: I have no idea. do you know no, <laughs> man. I just-
0: I was watching it one day, I was watching the episode one day, I'm like, you know what? What the hell is his real name or his full name? And uh just put that down the next one wrote this.
1: Apparently it's so, uh that, that's
0: something you should ask, that's something you should ask all of your guests.
1: Yeah. I'm going to Yeah, know. Dr. Phil McGraw. <laughs> yeah, that's his name.
0: Yeah. Oh, is it?
1: Yeah, apparently.
0: Phil McGraw. I, I preferred Everything. the life
1: before before that mysticism was ruined. Don't you?
0: Yeah, like Oprah or something, or, or not Oprah share.
1: Uh, Madonna.
0: Yeah, there you
1: go. Yeah, man, those That's are some great. Th- those are some great questions. Thanks. I want to ask you some yeah, questions. I'll,
0: I'll come up with more, but in time.
1: I want to ask you some questions. Can I ask you? Yeah, sure. Go what? What is? Your favorite word.
0: My favorite word. I've got to say, my favorite. Can you hear me?
1: I can hear you loud and clear, sir.
0: All right, and what is it? My favorite word.
1: What is your favorite word?
0: My favorite word is tits.
1: What is your first
0: thing that popped into my head?
1: (laughs) What is your least favorite word?
0: Ah man, my least favorite word. I can't think of it right now. I know it's it's something that I can't. I have a tough time pronouncing, but when I when I get to it or when I hear it, I know that's that's what I hate. Um, I know that most people's like least favorite word is moist. I know that's a fact. I don't know why.
1: What but... <laughs> what turn what turns you on?
0: What turns me on? Um, my girlfriend.
1: What turns you My, off?
0: Um, what turns me off is uh, shitty reality shows like uh, The Real Housewives and uh, White Women Bickering. <laughs> it really pisses me off.
1: Yes, yes. What is your favorite curse word?
0: My favorite curse word? mm. I gotta say, bitch or, or shit.
1: Classics. Yeah. What what sound or noise do you love?
0: Noise. What what noise or sound do I love? That's, yeah. There's so many sounds. There's <laughs> trillions of sounds. <laughs> I nice. Oh man, put me on the spot with this one. Um, I. I love a good fart sound. Like, if you were in any setting and you hear a fart, it's just immediate, like, drop whatever you're doing. It, like, I don't know. It's an attention getter. And I like (laughs) attention getting sounds. (laughs) I gotta say, a fart, I don't know. It would, like, (sighs) even though it would piss me off if someone else did it and I know the smell is about to come, a fart would just, it would just make me giggle.
1: Of course. like,
0: if you were sitting at Denny's and someone just ripped ass, (laughs) Yeah. I just that's a great sound
1: yeah <laughs> what what sound or noise do you hate
0: um oh, what is it <sighs> like the sound of a TV the TVs make when you get like uh, like the the testing the local testing thing where it's like eh, eh, and like you're you're watching your favorite show mm. something like that some annoying sound that Or you're one of those, the most annoying alarm when you have to wake up for the day.
1: Something like that. Totally, totally. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt?
0: What profession Yeah. would I like to attend?
1: Which profession other than your own would you like to attempt?
0: Oh, attempt. Um, I would say... I would say um, astrology.
1: Ooh, what is it about that? Do you like
0: uh, the fact that that's what? That's the only thing other than us that we don't that that can go beyond us. You know, mm-hmm. or the deepest parts of the ocean, which we just uh, things that we have not been able to. Uh, figure out or be able to wrap our minds around is is fascinating to me so I would have to say yeah astrology would be would be something I would love to attempt to be an expert in
1: if you were reincarnated as some other plant or animal what would it be
0: oh um, I would say an eagle for an animal because of the extreme um, physical pain and um, what they have to do to become uh, a fully functional adult eagle is insane. I don't know if you've ever seen the process of how an eagle becomes – like a fully mature eagle becomes an eagle. They have to
1: go through a lot of shit,
0: more so than I thought.
1: It, it's yeah, painful? Preferred. It's painful for them?
0: Yeah, they get like – well, first off, in order to figure out if they're going to live the rest of their life, they get shoved out of a nest – And if they don't fly, they die. Um, And then there's, like, another process that they go through where they, like, lose all their feathers and they have to, they're, like, on the verge of death. And they have to still scrounge around for food to get enough strength to get a new coat of feathers. And then they have to, like, sit for an X amount of time, like, a really long time. Almost like hibernation, where they have to—the food that they ate has to suffice until they regrow their feathers. It's like fucked up, and then there's some other painful process that they have to go through. But once all that happens, then you see what a fully um, functional, mature eagle goes through. It's it's messed up, (laughs) but the end result is beautiful, you know. So that would be for me an eagle. Um, because you could fly, you'd never really be other than someone shooting you down, you're pretty much the king of the world, you know. Um, what else? In uh, a, a plant, I would just for interest purposes, I'd be a Venus flytrap. Ooh. <laughs> just just catching those fucking annoying flies, man. the the most annoying things of the earth just them and kill them.
1: What quality do you like most in a woman? um i would have to
0: say um her humor mm. the ability to let loose and be you know goofy you Which do a lot about me you do They're like that her to me. what
1: You you do like that goofiness silliness
0: yeah, not, not, to, uh, not to like the 10th you know, degree, but just enough so I can know that that's someone that I'm able to have laughs with and joke around with and just having a good sense of humor really says a lot about a person
1: to uh, me. Three more questions. Yeah. What natural gift would you like most to possess? Oh, a natural gift. Not a
0: superpower.
1: Not a superpower.
0: Okay. Um, a natural gift, uh, I would have to say focus and uh, like staying focused on the task at hand. Does that count? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I would have to say focus, because I've had ADHD my whole life, and I'm all over the place. And I, as much of an advantage that is is that that is at times for my personality, it's held me back in a lot of uh, cases professionally. So, I would have to say focus, number one.
1: What is your, your motto? My motto? Yeah.
0: Ooh. I've had a few man my motto dude that's a big one that's for like everything man um i want to say don't take life too seriously Mm. but that's so cliche
1: no it's not no it's not i haven't heard i haven't heard anybody say that seriously not in real life okay
0: yeah well i there are things you got to take serious, but I mean, if, like, I'm the kind of person that's, like, I would say, you know, stop and smell the roses. You know, when you go on vacation, it's not all about the agenda. It's about the, you know, the um, a- a- adventure and the surprises that you encounter on the vacation. You could plan an excursion, but you'll never know what happens if you go off the beaten pit. Uh, Path, so I'm that kind of person that just kind of goes with the flow, and yeah, that's that's how a lot of my motto is in my life.
1: (laughs) I dig it. I dig it. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you my final question. It's kind of a dark one. Um, How would you like to die?
0: Oh man, Um, for some reason I've always gravitated because I'm always the kind of person that's like and I need to prove something to myself so I was always imagining myself skydiving if I were to just jump out of a plane with no parachute and I would be crashing to the ground would I would I be facing the sky as I land or would I be facing the ground and what would that say about me as a person if I landed face up or face down and so I got to say, probably the best the best way to die would just be, you know, bullet in the head and end it. Maybe painless, I don't know. But um, if you're talking about uh, your pride in how you would want to um, end it, it, I I don't know. <laughs> I know skydiving would be terrib- terrifying because you'd have some time to be just absolutely... Uh, just scared for the last few minutes of your life. But yeah, I would, God, dude. <laughs> have
1: you gone skydiving before?
0: Yes, I have.
1: Oh, so you know, did you, I mean, was it fun for you yeah. the first, the oh, first time? Oh yeah,
0: it was, yeah. it was a blast. It was the, um, a tandem though. Yeah. So I wasn't like by myself doing it. I think the experience would be a lot more intense. if You would have died. Me.
1: You would have died if it was just you by yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, you you have to do like three jumps or something with with another person strapped to you before you could do it on your own. So you get the experience and the training for it. So at least that's the Illinois rules. But I've I don't know. Yeah, whenever I think about that, like how would I die if I really had a choice? And if I had to, it would it would probably be that jumping out of a plane and just feeling the wind and just knowing that i know that's a lot going on while you're doing it but i don't know there's just taking pills and stuff that just seems weird and it's just by free falling in the sky you're just letting go of everything and you just know that you 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 you, you have to be at peace because there's no going back
1: man that's 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 beautiful man you put way more thought into that than than i have i feel like i'm gonna (laughs) have a heart attack on the couch (laughs) that's what it's gonna be you know and uh, oh
0: so you're thinking the more realistic
1: no no i'm not no but imagine if you could die any way you wanted right like skydiving would be one last like moment of pure ecstasy or something in a way uh so i respect that but you know we we never really get to pick how we're gonna die so not really that's you know, true i mean who wants to fucking die nobody but right yeah man that's deep um i can't believe yeah. you wrote down some questions and you wanted to ask me that's cool no, yeah no one's, yeah, done it was, that. No one's done wanted that to have
0: before. some structure because the last few and a little bit different vibe because the last time we spoke it, the last two times i've been on your podcast it's just been been so negative with all the not that we COVID had, and stuff. Not that we wanted yeah, the, the, the um this first time we spoke or well the two times ago it was about then the COVID outbreak and then after that it was um what was another one? Then there was I, I don't know. It just it it was um the COVID stuff two times in a row and then um I don't know. And then the last time I wanted to speak there, there was an outbreak with the protests and uh, oh, yeah. George Floyd was going on, which yeah. is, is just, is just messed up. And yeah. I, I was like, do I, do I really want to come on and start talking about, you know, all the stuff that's going on in our country with race and COVID? Cause everybody's heard about it by now. And I don't know. I, I, I kind of wanted to talk about it on, on this podcast, but I, don't know because it just it just seems weird like a white guy talking about what he's feeling during this time and I just it's I feel like I no matter what I say it could be misconstrued you know like I I fully support black lives matter but I'm not the most well-spoken person and when I try to say um Things in a positive light that might be misconstrued. I don't know. I just feel weird right now because it, it, it is a crazy time that's going on in our country with with race and all these movies that they're coming out. Like I heard that um, Casablanca now is banned, or no, uh, no Gone with the Wind mm. is now not allowed on TV mm-hmm. because it has racist undertones. That I didn't. I've never seen the movie, but there's all these movies that are being brought to light. Like they wanted to, there something about like Splash Mountain being taken down and recreated because the ride at Disney World were, like it represents another movie that was all about like slavery. Yeah. And stuff. I, I'm not sure about all that, but um, it's. What have, have you been okay since all this stuff's going on? I mean, I know what your feelings are, but. Yeah. Um, like man I don't know because I, I live in a place I live in the southwest suburbs of Chicago and the when the riots when the George Floyd thing first came to light that was like the day that we were supposed to have our podcast and I remember you saying you know I'm just in a weird state of mind right now and you yeah. even were honest with me which I love that about you yeah. you were just like hey I, I with all the stuff going on in the world, you're like, I got to get my mind right. And, yep. and, you know, you're like, I'm just not into it today. And yep. I, I'm glad you, you told me about that.
1: So Yeah, I mean, the world isn't better since then. But I certainly feel, um, you know, it's like when you when you get knocked down. And, and if it's like a, a boxing scene or movie, like, you have until the count of ten. I feel like I got up at the count of nine, but I got up, you know, um, mm-hmm. but the world, it's, it's not better. I'm talk—I'm going to talk to someone that I added on Facebook because um, I'd be looking for like new friends and like video people to be inspired by because truthfully, like videos on YouTube and shit don't inspire me. Like it doesn't make me feel better or anything. I need to be around people better people to be honest you know and and this whole COVID thing is really hard to do that so i reached out and there's this young black kid who i mean he's probably like 27 but he's still a kid to me who um is an incredible writer and poet and we haven't met up yet but i know he wants to make like a short film with about black lives matter and, and stuff like that and he's he's sent me some stuff that he's written he's a powerful writer and I want to talk to him and maybe I'll have him on the podcast too. So be on the lookout for that. But that's, that's really what I feel like I can do best is use my superpowers for good. You know, whether if it's my podcast forum Amen. or my video, or my movie stuff, whatever it is, like I need to be, there needs to be some sort of action. Cause if, if I just stay in my head, that's a bad place for me, you know?
0: Yeah. And, uh, like, I don't know what the riots were by you. Not not saying riots, um, like protesting, but there was a difference. There was, like, a mix between looting and protest, peaceful protesters, and there was a big confusion going on with that at the time. And like I said, I'm in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, and, you know, when all this stuff came to light with George Floyd and people were trying to protest, they started shutting down all the major uh, streets in the loop and with the Chicago River they shut down all the bridges so people couldn't like come in mass you know mm-hmm. herds and start yeah. rioting and doing crazy stuff so then, then they shut all the exits down mm-hmm. on the highways so what the protesters started doing they started making their way out to the suburbs and started looting malls and uh, you know outlet malls like places of that are close to you know, targets, I target was the big chain that everybody wanted to hit. And, um, I live like a block away from all this stuff and it started going down for a couple days. And I just, that was right when we were going to do our podcast. And I was like, Oh man, like I, I like documenting these things just so when we look back at it in 20 years, we know like this is how we were really feeling at the time and mm-hmm. this is what was going on. But it's, it, It seems to have died down like I don't know how much the I don't really know what my point is here but I just wanted to make light of that so when we look back at this you you can understand like uh, there's like how much has really changed since the civil rights movement and how much what what can white people really be doing what what haven't we been doing you know for
1: I think what I think what white people need to do that they haven't been doing and I don't mean on Twitter or online I mean in person and I mean quite frankly in your own family that's the hard part like white people need to expose educate and express empathy with with their family members and people that are you know whatever your community is your neighborhood your job even like you need to speak up for people who are not in a position to speak up you need to call out bullshit. Like you need to say, we don't right. do this anymore. It's not cool. We don't do mm-hmm. this. Like I really believe in that, man. You know, um, even though it sucks, there's gonna be growing pains. So you're gonna you're gonna miss out on relationships. Yeah. You're gonna lose people. But I don't want people in my circle who, you know, who don't get it who don't understand what's going on right now who uh, actually hashtag
0: all lives matter and all that stuff.
1: I'm not for it. It's, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm for listening to these people and trying to establish a lasting peace with these people and not getting into fights or in debates, but that needs to go both ways. There's a respect factor that needs to be there where you'll listen to me. I'll listen to you. We can educate ourselves, but there's so much like ego involved. Like there's this book going around, which I haven't read called white fragility and the and that to me really encompasses what needs to change you know and you know white people can start there and i include myself in that category as a white person as you know my i look at my son and my daughter they're completely different pigmentation wise you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so therefore like it's going to be harder on my son in america and therefore my daughter's going to have who's lighter skinned who's going who's going to have um she, now she has a a bigger responsibility, you know? And I believe that, and it starts at home, you know? Um, growing up Hispanic, I can tell you that there's so much racism in that world, too. And so I, I can tell you firsthand that this shit is taught, but we need to break the cycle, you know? Like, and call out people, not shame them and, and, uh, and make them feel like monsters, but we gotta we got do it in a way that's humane that's respectful and I think people can grow and people can yeah. change and hopefully in a, in a generation or two like we have less and less assholes.
0: I agree. I fully agree and one of the big things that I've I've never really thought of or did research on is how how police forces are treated and how you become a policeman in our country compared to others like it only takes five months to become a police officer in this country whereas in other countries you have to like some some countries you have to actually have to have military service before you can become a police officer and Mm -hmm. you have to have years of training before you even hold a gun and call yourself an officer of the law in other countries and that's what we're talking about and I I've heard uh, Chris Rock said it best when he's like you know I'm probably gonna botch this but he said you know, there are certain professions that you can't be bad at in this country mm-hmm. or any other country in the world. And he was saying that, you know, a police officer is one of them, you know. And then he's like, let's take, for example, a pilot. Yep. You can't, <laughs> yeah, did you hear about this one? Oh, yeah, I love he's it. He's like, you can't, you know, pilot, you can't be a bad pilot. You. You be a bad pilot, you crash the plane, you kill hundreds. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's the same principle goes for a cop, and
1: oh, yeah.
0: how you know, you know, if a cop makes a mistake, then his buddies back him, and and it's it's just we got to break that cycle too. Of uh, there's like an unwritten um, thing with cops where they don't tell on each other, right, or something like that, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just been trying to um, convey my support to the black community and every community. Like, I I do truly want to say that all lives matter, but it's so disrespectful to say that because it seems like the people who are using hashtag all lives matter are using that as a way to deflect from the issue that is going on. And right now, we're having a huge problem with... um, with the black people in our country and how they're being treated. And it's another guy said this, it's like, um, say your neighbor's house is on fire and they're saying, please help me. My, my house is on fire. I need to be saved. Call the cops and, or call the police. I mean, call the fire department and you say, yeah, I know it's burning. It's on fire, but I know your house matters, but don't all houses matter. And that's mm-hmm. kind of like how All Lives Matter feels,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that, to me, that that kind of opened my eyes. I'm like, oh my God, you know, I, yeah, I, I never used. I, I want to say I used All Lives Matter, but that was when I didn't fully understand. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: it, it, and I'm I I actually get mad when people use that because Black Lives Matter was started one in 2015. Yeah or 16, somewhere around then, and it obviously hasn't been used up until this point, uh, to this extent, um, but it's, I, I, I hate that because, it, I don't know, I, <laughs> oh my God, you just keep going, knives. I don't know.
1: Well, no, I, keep, I think, You uh, take over. <laughs> I, th- I think it's almost like, there are some, quote unquote, all lives matter people who, go through that evolutionary chart and eventually it clicks with them and they realize oh yeah all lives should matter but they can't all matter until black lives matter you know especially because if all lives
0: matter and there's a problem with the way black people are being treated in our country then that should matter too there are people there are
1: people who want to politicize this and say you know this is a you're being tripped you're being tricked wake up sheeple you know, uh, don't believe Sheeple, that that, yeah. black, that black people are disenfranchised. Like they're not. You know, people are trying to trick you, and there are hardcore conspiracy theorists that that take it that way. And I feel bad for them because I think they need to be heard. You know, I feel like in a way they're fighting for the way something used to be, or their old world view, or they're part of the problem. You know, they that they don't know that what they're saying is harmful. It's not productive. It's not coming from a place of listening. Um, when somebody thinks they have all the answers, I know that that part, I know that that person is full of shit, you know? So uh, hopefully we can encourage more people listening and yeah. being patient with each other. Like that's the hard part right now is being patient. That's really fucking hard, right. man. Like I-, I struggle with that. What What every is the
0: step though? What, what do you think? Cause I know it's hard, especially in this environment with COVID you can't really get groups together and talk about this. And even if you do, you got masks on. So things could yeah. be, it's be hard to tell who's talking, it, wh- who wants to make a point. But I feel like the best way to really, to really make progress is to talk about this in person and get, get all races together, not just white and black people, all I, other races. I, 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 and, th- I agree with and you. And like, have, have like organizations where we meetings with people who are willing yes. to have adult conversations about this. And I, I don't see any other way like we can all band together in protests, but yeah. how, how if I, well, now they're seeing spikes of COVID outbreaks because of these protests. So it's yeah. just a weird time, man. And well, I didn't I... want to talk about this on the podcast, but I, I just felt like I had to. And like let people know that i'm in full support of the black lives matter movement and if there's any suggestions and things that i can do because as a white man it's it's really hard to um to voice my opinion because i feel like i i shouldn't have one right now i feel like the best thing i can do is to listen and support but how do what do you think other than what you just mentioned. Like, I I don't know, I just feel weird every time I feel like I wanna have an opinion about it.
1: (laughs) You should, it's cool to have an opinion, but just be open in that maybe your opinion is wrong. Most people don't do that. Most people aren't open in in being wrong. Um, For me personally, like, um, I wrote this down, so now's now's a good time to kind of bust it out. Um, Let me see if I got this. I write little dumb things down. Oh, everyone is entitled to their own opinion, but not everyone is entitled to their own facts. You know, I think there's a lot of people that that come from a place where they think they're right. When, Mm -hmm. When you're prepared to die on the sword and, you know, whatever your argument is, and, like, I think it's important for both people to take their emotions out of it, to take their opinions out of it, and to look at the facts. And when you're looking at facts, statistics numbers what's going on right now how can you deny that the black person in america has it worse than 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 the white people than the majority of the people who are in power like if you don't like fuck everybody's opinion let's just look at facts and 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 how do we hopefully uh-huh. if someone's not willing to have that conversation about facts then now's not the right time for them you know, so you have to pick your battles like that's the first thing I, I do when I because, you know, I talk a lot with people like this. I wish I could do it in person more. But if someone's not open to having their mind changed or being presented a new idea, that's something that they thought before wasn't true. If you're not open to that, we can't have a conversation that's going to be productive and go somewhere. So you have to set those expectations in the beginning with people, not fight about it on Twitter or in these forums that are just going to kind of get lost where there's no nuance in conversation, like save your energy and deploy Mm -hmm. it for when you see it in line at Chipotle or subway or something. And that's when you should use it, you know? Yeah. Um, But that's it. That's really all I can offer. There are no right or wrong answers right now. Like just keep your heart open, man. And, and uh, all's love. That's true
0: and I, another one was uh, white privilege and that really triggers people but it's so damn true
1: I've seen, i can think I, I, on, i've seen white a, privilege in my life for sure yeah
0: 100% yeah. i mean i could do i could list dozens of things that i've done in public that
1: if oh, yeah. it were
0: if i my skin was black it would be handled in a totally different manner you yeah. know whether it's cops or you know how other people act it's it's just sad man and it's it's good that this is all coming to light but um really hard because you know every time anytime this stuff has happened there wasn't a damn pandemic and i don't know if this is true could be really wrong but i heard the african-american community struggles more they're more susceptible to the virus and I don't know. Did you hear anything about that?
1: Who's more susceptible?
0: The African American community.
1: Oh, okay. Um, I I mean, I I, I don't know. Not like
0: community. I don't know. The whole whole race. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, there's certain um, diseases and stuff that black people are more susceptible to um, than other races. And that it it affects them more. And I heard that COVID. hurts that but i could be wrong so <laughs> yeah um, i
1: mean it's not good for anybody that's for sure no
0: no i i don't know i didn't need to laugh at that that's not no funny, no, no. But, i
1: i um, know i know dude i let me just say it right now like i, yeah. I know what your intent is you know so don't yeah, trip it's all no. good no i'm not gonna... trying
0: to come in make fun or you know try to say hey you know white lives matter too but um yeah i just wanted to mention that stuff get it out there
1: louis ck had this joke i think it was louis ck where he said if you were a time traveler and you traveled anywhere in the past and you were white you'd be fine
0: yeah yeah i heard that that joke he went way more into detail but yeah yeah yeah. it's way better i'm not a comedian i'm not a comedian
1: (laughs) but like you know and i think that's true like if you're a black guy depending on depending on when in time you go back in time towards like it's not going to be great for you you know i think that's funny I think it's funny because the truth hurts, and we laugh to keep from crying.
0: Yeah, but the the the, man—it's just when you really try to think about it, how what what is what is the real answer other than love and peace? You just have to talk to anybody you're close with, like you're a friend that is black, or not not that the way I'm describing this, I sound like I'm so. I, like, I'm just so uneducated, but I'm, I am I want to be out there and, and do what I can to help the best that I can, other than being in a group of hundreds of people protesting. Like, it doesn't seem smart right now. As,
1: I'm telling you, man, like, don't worry. All you got to do is just talk to your white friends who don't get it. That's it. That's the best yeah. thing you can do right now.
0: But I feel like it's even if I talk with my white friends about it, then it's just a bunch of white people talking about something that you, that they they, they they you can't really solve cuz unless you have other races involved in the conversation, then it seems like it'll really go nowhere. Even of if Of course, but we're, not gonna, we're not going
1: to we're not going to be in this COVID um, situation forever. You know. Yeah. So think yeah. look look at it as pre-gaming. You gotta pre-game all your white friends too on what's to come, you know, and, and hopefully we, we can all just educate ourselves. So when we're out there and we're interfacing with humans again, maybe we have more love in our hearts or more compassion or empathy. Like when I, when I was growing up, like my that's one thing like that I just don't hear anymore, you know, is the word compassion. It sounds like it's cheesy or something. Like nobody wants to talk about that. But growing up, my mom, it's like one of the few things she ever really actually tried to teach me was just to be compassionate, you know, and I think it I think it took, like after her saying it so many times, like and I I think I'm a compassionate human, you know, whether if it's the plight of the black person in America or even women, no matter what skin color you are, you know, like it's it still sucks out there for women as well, you know. Um yeah, and so on. Sure. For, for for my neighbor, for my neighbor who you know, their car got broken into. Whatever, it, whether if it's socio political or not, like it's important to have a big heart to live with compassion. You know, if there's someone in front of me at the grocery store and you know they're short a dollar, like I I can spare that. You know, like these little mac, these little micro kind of wins, you know, can stack up and make your community and maybe make the planet better. I mean, we have to believe that if we don't start there, then we should all just uh, jump off a cliff. Yeah. And drink each other's piss and just live on that
0: or be like midsummer.
1: Midsummer life if we if we don't feel like Jeez. there's hope, there's hope man, then we can just do that. Yeah. But there is hope.
0: Yeah. I I truly believe it too. I mean the the new generation that's coming up, they I I don't see much of that going on like I look at shows in the 90s how racist some of that stuff is. If we look back on it in 20 years, we're going to go, "My god, all the racist shit that we've seen as a kid thought it was acceptable. It's not, you know, and, uh, you know, people like your son and your daughter who are coming up in the world, they don't, they don't see, uh, color as much and and judge people more so on that. And I think it, I think it will be a beautiful world. The more we bring this to light and that's the, the, um, the good side of technology is that we could spread this knowledge faster than it used to be. You know, and people who are more narrow-minded out in in the boonies and places where you don't really, where everybody has their own mindset, like small towns where I came from, just on vacation, uh, Wisconsin Dells area. There's certain towns filled with only 500 people. And I had to go to a grocery store out there, and nobody's wearing masks (laughs) because they don't, they don't feel like it's a threat, and I get it if it's a small town like that, and there's not that many people. But you know, small towns like that—if you could change small towns like that all around the country, you could change a lot of minds about uh, what's going on in our country. That's the beauty of technology. And I don't know if I'm talking out of my ass right now, knives, <laughs> but uh,
1: no, of course
0: not. <laughs> I'm just trying to spitball with things and see where see where it sticks.
1: I mean, you said it better than me, man. Well, you know, we should wrap up here. We we this is the yeah. longest this is the longest podcast we've done and I wanna be respectful of your yeah. time. I should probably check to see if my, my daughter's still alive. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um I hear her. Thanks, I hear her man. screaming. I know, we
0: could keep discussing uh, this all day. But yeah. uh yeah, thanks for giving me a platform to talk about that and, Anytime. And to to let everybody know, you know, no matter what race you are, speak up and and let let everyone know. So we can all help each
1: other. This is coming from a guy. This is coming from a guy whose favorite word is tits. Yeah. So you know you can trust him. You know he's got a good heart.
0: <laughs> oh, amen, brother. Amen. amen.
1: I love you man. Thanks for coming on the podcast with me and it'll be up in a bit. So um, I appreciate great, nice. I appreciate you and your presence and your vibes and you're always my favorite person to talk to, man. So oh, I'm man. here. I'm here me for too. you if you need anything.
0: I appreciate you too, man. Love you, man. All right, take care.
1: Later.